Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is Minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast, your favorite weekly games podcast. My name is Kerry Palmer, and joining me as always is Jeremy Bratitich. I need I need to I need to do a sorry. Okay, so you wrote this down in the document. It's hi, a very hi, sorry, just hi hi Kerry. Hey Jeremy, what's what's up, man? Nothing, nothing much. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. My curiosity is peaked, though. Yeah. What? What's wrong, Jeremy? What did you do? And and I'm gonna say this, and you're gonna you're gonna jump to a conclusion, and I'm gonna then immediately wind you back. All right. I, 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 <laughs> all right. I, I look forward to it. I'm I'm going to say say a sorry to the Marvel Avengers game. Um. Uh. And I'm gonna then immediately wind you back by saying, "I know I haven't actually started to play it again." I almost installed it. Yeah, and probably for the same reason, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do a sorry. Uh, and it isn't, look, it's not much of a sorry. It's more of a like, "Hey, this, like, you did this right, no matter the circumstances." Which was the, they have begun to wind back and remove their live service elements from the game, but. Yeah. What that means actually is that they have actually made every skin available to you in the game. I think that their Twitter post is most skins. I think it's most. Okay. All right. Most. Um, but, which is still great because they've got fucking dozens of yeah. amazing different cosmetics in their store. There are hundreds of these skins. Um, uh, I was I was browsing Twitter and Gene Park from Washington Post said. So lol, now is the best time to play Avengers game. Every skin Honestly, they've ever made yeah. is is automatically installed onto your game, as well as the, all the finishing animations and nameplates. Um, yep. Plus, there's more characters than there's ever been. The most content than there's ever been. So, so he then goes on to say, and it's not like Destiny where you can't catch up on story since they barely added anything. <laughs> Which is very funny. And also, they're never going to add anything else. Uh-huh, yep. Um, he also goes on as well to say, why did they only decide to push the make it fun update now and not from the start? Um, which is like, yeah. Um, but also like, yeah, look, uh, I, 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 I will frequently shit on this game. Um, I have since before it came out and probably will until it dies. Um, so I need to mean until I will until it dies. (laughs) Um, so I will do my due diligence, my my due diligence, and say, and call out a good thing that it's done. Being this, good on you for making all of the skins free. Well done. That's that's ethics in games journalism, right there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I had someone at a bar like bring that up to me, like completely, like unironically, the other day. Well, and, apropos of nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, apropos of me saying I do this, and they're like, oh, oh. and I was like, ah. <laughs> And there was immediate like we look at each other like, what side are you on? Like, okay, no, we're both we're both good. Like, we're both all right. Like, we, yep. we go. All right. <laughs> yeah, you immediately like suss each other out. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah, I I did see that tweet that was like, oh yeah, we're making everything almost free, and I was like, oh, there's a lot of good shit in that store. Um, and I almost installed it, but I promptly forgot about it. Also, I'm running out of space on my PS5 hard drive, and I looked at it today. I've got a hundred gigabytes of like saved storage, like uh, saved media, screenshots and and captures, yeah, and video, yeah. I and so what I did today, and I got overwhelmed. I didn't follow through on this. I was like, I'll just delete all my trophy ones. Maybe go through, keep a select few. 
I went to the trophies tab of the media gallery. I hit select multiple items, hit select all. And it was like, please wait. <laughs> and then it said 2,147 items selected. And I was like, oh man, I'm just trying to eat just, my lunch. <laughs> just, just do it. Just do it. You You're right. I should. Cause that's, it's not. It, They're not good content. They've got a giant fucking banner on the bottom of it. Very occasionally. I think to myself, oh, they, the, the developers put the, the, the trophy get moment at a really good point in the end cutscene that is worthwhile. And I'm like, oh, nice one developers. And I was like, oh, maybe I want to keep one or two of those. What do you need that for? You have YouTube. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, like nothing. Right. I mean, yeah, it's like sad. It's sad. I, and and I, I, I I'm definitely going to turn it off. Yeah, I, I turned off the auto capture because, like, I was like, I don't, I don't need yeah. this. <laughs> the other thing is, I need to. I want to go through all my video capture and cut off the front end because normally you'll get like, I'll get the last five minutes because it was sometime in the last five minutes. But normally you get a bunch of faff that you don't need. So I want to do is like cut off the front of a lot of those videos. Mm. Yeah, the only captures I want to keep on my PlayStation are the ones that I took in the Spider-Man game when I had the glitch where I was turning into various different objects. <laughs> yeah. Because um, that was funny. And I've, yeah. I've, I've got those, though. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing. Like, I should really just offload them, stick them on a, on a hard drive. You don't need to keep them. I mean, yeah, it's like photos, right? Like, I like going through my PS4 captures and seeing all of the screenshots I took on Venus in Destiny 1. Right. when I first played that game. You know, like... It's a, it's a rare commodity now to put the photos of Venus. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you can't go there and exactly. well, you can't anyone. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, let's crack on with the show, Jeremy. Uh, if you're new to us and to Minimap, welcome. This is minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast. We're going to talk about video games. Specifically, for this week, we're going to be talking about the death of E3. Big news for the week. Um, the Minimap cast goes live on all podcast platforms every Wednesday with 24 hours of early access given to all of our wonderful patrons. More on that in a bit. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, make sure to tell your friends and give the show a positive rating wherever you're listening to us. Uh, it makes a huge difference. It only takes a couple of seconds and it helps us out a lot. Uh, if you want to get notified every time a new episode is released, make sure to follow us on social media. Uh, we are the, for the account for Minimap is at MinimapAU on Twitter instagram tiktok youtube and also twitch where we are live every monday night 6 30 p.m australian eastern standard time i think uh for the live recording of the minimap cast jeremy what's wrong i've 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 i have twitter on one of my other monitors Kerry. and uh -huh. while you are reading i will occasionally go and scroll to see if anything comes through while we are while we are talking um so there's not not any breaking news or anything but i i have seen uh, a a stream that exists which, you know, might be immediately advertising a competitor to us for us right now. But <laughs> I think it is important to share that someone has installed... send our viewers away. <laughs> yeah. Someone has, has installed OBS on a Walmart demo computer in the middle of their shopping center, and it has been live for over 12 hours. <laughs> um, oh, they installed it and started streaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone installed OBS and just hit stream. And so there's just a random computer at a random Walmart in the middle of America streaming oh just the webcam. Streaming just, like just into the store. Oh my god, that is such a security risk. It is so funny. <laughs> that wow. is so fucking funny. It's probably good content, actually. It's like, there are eight hundred people watching right now. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. 
Uh, that, that's what distracted me from, from you doing the intro. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Everyone, if you want to go on the hunt to find the Walmart computer, uh, I don't blame you. Maybe bring us along with you. Yeah. On whatever podcast platform of your choice. I'll bring it up in the post show so we can all watch it together. How about that? There we go. <laughs> there we go, Chatters. If you're, and the, if you're and worried the, about and the missing show. out, we'll 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 be we'll be there with you yeah. at Walmart in a couple of hours. Exactly. Uh so yeah, on Twitch, we are live every six thirty PM Monday night, uh Australian Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we always hang out with the chat before and after and during the live recording of the Minimap cast. We'd love to see you there. You can come hang out with us while we watch Walmart. <laughs> uh, we also wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D improv as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. And finally, Minimap is completely independent and funded almost entirely out of our own pockets uh, to help keep the light the oh, I almost messed it up again. The mics and lights on. You can support us by becoming one of our patrons. Uh, for only five dollars a month, you get twenty-four hours of early access for all episodes of the Minimap Cast, as well as some extra bonus features we're planning on getting ready for you over there and more. Head on over to Patreon.com/slash/MinimapAU uh, to help us out. And remember, it's cheaper than a latte with oat milk. Jeremy, Kerry. It is with a slightly heavier heart than normal that I regret to inform you and ev- and all of our listeners here today that E3 is once again no more. Once again. Uh, for the second time in a row, E3 is dead. Uh, the second year in a row. Um, I definitely feel like this last week I watched the games industry have the same discussion we had 12 months ago when they announced that they wouldn't have a showing in 2022. I, th- I think the thing is last year that they did immediately say we will be back next year. That is the difference, isn't it? And they said they will be back and have since had to say, oh, we are cancelled. Yep. And well, this year they have not said we will be back next year. Yes. It, that's the way it is, isn't it? And it's funny because there was a growing number of rumours and, like, and, and, a, and a sentiment of like, of like um, unease from developers happening in the industry over the last couple of weeks of Ubisoft saying, we'll be at E3 if it's running. And we're all like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. No one said anything about E3 not running. What are you talking about? Yeah. There was a lot of, there was a lot of like um, two steps forward, one step back. Um, Like let's like, yeah, like, like, you know, will come and celebrate with uh, like when everyone else is celebrating, you know, like it, yeah. it's such, 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 such non-commitment to, to I remember, um, for this conference. I remember Kat Bailey did a, uh, an interview with Phil Spencer shortly after the developer direct in uh, January or in February. And uh, she asked him if what, what um, Microsoft's commitment to E3 was. And Phil was like, Oh, we love E3. You know, we're on the board for the ESA. So you know, we really we we're really invested in what um, ESA does. Uh, as of now, we can't confirm any plans because we're not sure what's going on there. But we know that us at Microsoft will be at the Microsoft Theater and blah 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 blah. Didn't commit to being at E three at all. No. And then weeks weeks later, committed to in fact not being at E three. Um, my motherfucker said media training. <laughs> oh, he, yeah, he was good. Oh, he's he's good at he, it. He's been like that for a long time. He's always, like I remember years ago. Um, the first year that 
uh, Sony was not at E3, but Microsoft still was. Yeah. Um, Spencer was there. Like, it was out there going, like, we love E3. We still believe in E3. We still believe in the importance of E3. Um, this was pre-COVID. Um, but, like, you know, he was, he was out there, you know, spruiking his party's line, which was that, yeah. which was their their current commitment to that show at that point in that form in that capacity. Yeah, because they paid a bunch of money to be there, and they wanted people to come and make it a success. Yeah, and they were like, they were rightfully so, like, hey, like, like our biggest rivals are not here right now, so we are going to take up the whole space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unique opportunity. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. So we're going to go over a few sort of different parts of this. Um. Sort of starting with the the sort of subtopic of why did E three die? Why did this happen this year? And and you're right, Jeremy. This is different to last year. While it does feel quite similar to me in the fact, like when I heard everyone was like, "Oh, it's not, it's it's dead. E three's dead." I was like, "We literally said like like that whole Jeff Grubb sitting by the side of the grave of E three. That was literally happening twelve months ago. Like we did this already." Yeah. But you're right. This is different because they they didn't in the same breath commit to coming back. We are one more year further into the pandemic where things are more adjusted. We just, in terms of the industry events, there's just been PAX and GDC in the States. Those were massive conferences that went ahead. They were they were successes. I mean, people got COVID, but, um, you know, in terms of the, the, the conferences, they were successes. So, like, if it, it was going to happen, it would have be able to happen this year. Yeah, and like yeah, like the the other the other thing is in between like in between now and last E three being cancelled, um, the EA the ESA partnered with Read Pop, the, yeah. the the makers of well the the, the now current runners of packs, mm-hmm. um, well like yeah like we're gonna like like we're gonna hand it over to these people they've been doing conventions for years now yeah multiple conventions a year multiple every year gaming conventions every year that are huge successes basically every time mm. for the stakeholders and customers uh we'll let them do it makes complete sense and also in my mind and i think a lot of people's minds the best um horse to to try and land it right, like the like the the best the best yeah. uh, the best people that you could think of to try and get this to work, yeah. To 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 trans to translate what used to be this this um, you know trade show into mm. a consumer friendly show where people can come and play games. It is run well. It is run tight. It is still exciting. Still important. Um, and they couldn't do it. Still makes the essay a whole lot of money. Sure. Yeah. Um, and like they clearly tried, they clearly tried, uh, Guy, uh, Blomberg, who you might know as Yug, um, who has been around forever and ever and ever. Um, uh, he was like working with a lot of this stuff at the time. I'm not sure if he's with Pop anymore, but he, um, he was at least a part of this whole thing. Mm. Um, uh, he retweeted like the E3 2023 cancellation um, saying, I'm sorry, we genuinely tried. Wow. Which was like, look, Man. 
there, there was also some stuff that he was sort of dealing with post GDC that isn't so great. So I'm assuming he's also hoping to get a little bit of the sympathy and stuff. But like, th- like there was um, a lot of that stuff was like they they no one like you know all the people in all of these industries for the most part they really enjoy games. They have a lot of fond memories of all of these gaming conventions and stuff. E3 is a big part of I think a lot of people in games media's like history and stuff. Um, so especially you know, the people who are in the industry now, right? Yeah, like the people who are in the, in the industry now are the people who grew up watching G four and watching E three press press conferences as they started becoming more and more readily available um, to to the public as as streaming became a thing. Yeah, that that um, that, that was me. Um, yeah, and yeah, so like you know, why did it die? I think because we still don't really know what the point of E three is. Um, well, yeah, it slowly shifted in like tone and focus right yeah it moved away from being a trade show it has not been a trade show for quite a long time and it, it moved into um you know being a being a vehicle for advertisements um yeah you know uh, speaking of the summer game fest right like e3 doesn't need to exist as e3 when you have a thing called summer games fest which is all the only thing the big players really cared about yeah, was which there. is getting getting your games out to a huge audience who are all there and all excited, and it and feeds into this massive spring, this massive like absolute rush of of media attention and hype. This ridiculous, stupid event, <laughs> like this, like this dumb idea that we continued this for as long as we did. You know, yeah. like I frequently think about E three as like as a as a dumb thing. Like I love <laughs> it, but it is. Dumb, Gary. Um, there yeah. is there is no oxygen in that in that in that week, right? You've got S- Sony. Well, like it used to be Sony, Microsoft, Ubisoft, EA, Nintendo, Square Enix, and a couple Konami. of the others. Yeah, Konami used to do it. Um, uh, Ubisoft. Yeah, I, I said Ubisoft. PC gaming oh. were there as well. Um, and you know, Devolver. Whoever, Devolver was there. Bethesda started before they got bought by Microsoft. Um, you know, there were so many huge, huge players all trying to compete for inches, inches. Um, you know, we would forget announcements minutes after they happened because another announcement came from the same people. You know, Insomniac were there announcing more than one game sometimes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right? These are dumb. It's a yeah. dumb week. And it was so fun. Um, of course they're going to start spreading it out. That's why Sony left. That's why EA went a month later or a month in advance. That's why yep. uh, Microsoft bumped their thing to like four days before Nintendo like would Sony do it. just skipped last year. Yeah, Sony just didn't even do it. They did something like I think two months prior and two months later. Um, Nintendo do whatever they want. Um, and so they're always there just sort of like are now allowing their games to really have an entire press cycle about it because why the fuck would they not want that? Yeah. Um, it makes complete sense. And it also means that, you know, it used to be about like, I'm going to go because I am a manager of a, of a GameStop and I need to know how many units of this game I should buy or how many new peripherals that 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 all of these, like, Rocket Bloody Cat... Thundercats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thundercat or Rocket Cat? I thought it was Rocket Cat. I think Thundercat's a musician. Um, oh, yeah. What the, what the <laughs> hell am I thinking of? What's the Thunder rock, 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 gaming rocket. peripheral? I don't know. 
Um, they all sound the same. Um, you know, they used to be it's there. The gaming control. <laughs> they they always they would talk about sales numbers and and all this stuff. And it you don't know, like we have webinars now. We have yeah earnings calls. We have emails. We have video calls. In the past three years, we have intense video call software available on the smallest of machines. Um, you know, I'm I'm still doing previews, not in person because the you know like i did a preview you know a few months ago for that for that uh tray races game they they were all from england um yeah. if if everything was still in person 100 all the time i wouldn't have been there for that preview they wouldn't have wanted me for their preview like they don't no. want are they, are they gonna fly me out no they're a small yeah. team <laughs> um it's it, it's we're, we're past that yeah for sure and it it kind of lends itself to that question of like when media creation has become so cheap and accessible, why would companies spend so much money and so much of their time both creating vertical slices for proper E3 demos so that they're worthy enough to go up on Sony's conference stage or whatever, yeah, but also spend the money for the ESA, which by all accounts is astronomical, when they can just make the demos they want to make in whatever format they want to that do, that works with the development team, hopefully, on their own time, with their own team, with their own money, they don't, they don't have to... All, that, all, all it is is... You're right. It's just ads in the way they want to do it. There's, there's so much less incentive for other people to go to an outside organization like the ESA to present their work for them when they can just do it themselves. And it's, I guess it isn't surprising as E3 slowly became less about the the business side of things, less about the trade and more about the consumers and more about the public reception as things became more public, that eventually it would become, well, what is in it for the business people? Okay, you get marketing, you get a push of excitement okay, well, what if we just all do our own thing at the same time and we'll get the same effect? All eyes will be on IGN. IGN will have the news posts and we'll find out everything that happened at EA Play instead of everything EA showed at the Microsoft press conference plus everything that Microsoft showed. <laughs> like, Yeah. 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 And it, it all makes sense, I guess. Yeah, and I think it, it makes sense for E3 specifically because E3 was like had all of this baggage you know they were still doing judges week up until the last in-person e3 back in 2019 um i don't know if they did judges week for 2020s online only one because it was i don't think they do i don't think they did but remember keely's doing effectively the same thing uh, was some well, of, summer games fest play like days of play or something like that yeah yeah which is which is going to be the replacement for all this stuff right because the like there are reasons to have an in-person conference that is why pax has not gone away and is still going or gdc yeah 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 well yeah, like gdc is a is a developer thing but like uh like it's specifically like games showing con- like convention um you know because like while it is about you know selling merchandise and and you know uh, trying to get your um you know uh, advertisements out in front of as many people as possible and stuff it's also like they're also like 
culture conventions at the same time, you know, like, yeah. like, you know, like game play is still an extremely social thing. That is why people will always cry whenever, um, you know, big studios or big games remove couch cult from later iterations. Right. Because exactly, they, they, yeah. they want to play with people, you know, doing it online will never replace that. There is something about a shared space and a shared conversation that an in-person convention uh, will never not be able to be like, like there's something about a shared a placing convention that will never be replaced by an online social social space, no matter what the blockchain web three metaverse freaks say, no matter what yep. they say, it will never be replaced. Um, mm-hmm. Which works in PAX's favor, even though they don't, advertise that as much but when you hang out in the indie like in the indie areas like for a couple hours like you get that feeling and it always like that you know pax's tagline is welcome home which is a bit nonsense but like what it does is it reminds you that there there is this this feeling and this vibe that exists amongst everybody that is there which is not a thing that you get from it being a completely online show and the world was forced to see what that was like in 2020 and 2021 and some in some part 2022 as well. Yeah. People had to give it a go yeah. or fall away. Of course. And that was what happened. And we, and we we're, we're coming back to conferences. It's just it's fascinating to see it work for some and not for others. Yeah, people are social beings. You know, we like yes. people. Like that's yes. just that's just how that works, right? And you know, one of the things that I'm most upset about, not even about the E3 thing, but I think this is this is a bit a bit more tangential, but, like, Nintendo's been doing their directs for quite a long time now. Well, they were the first to do it. One of the first, like, yeah, yeah. trailblazing things they've done in a long time yeah. in terms of, like, presentations and online presence. Yeah. I, I don't like them. <laughs> you don't like Nintendo directs? Not compared to their stage presence at E3s. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Like, it's more directed. It's 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 a bit more sterile. You know, they're in like front of a white and like I. It, of course, it's a production. Like that's that's what they're doing. But, you know, Miyamoto bringing out the Master Sword and the and the Hylian Shield. Yeah. And then doing that as as Twilight Princess. I think I think it was Twilight Princess. It was Twilight Princess. Yeah, yeah. Was announced. Like I didn't even watch that live, but that's like burned into my memory as a thing that happened. Totally. Um, or even um, after they had started their directs, even when Miyamoto rocked up at the Ubisoft conference for Mario and Rabbids. With a gun! With the, when he fucking... Blaster. When he took a gun! <laughs> when he pointed a gun at him! No. It wasn't a Glock. <laughs> Imagine if it was a Glock. Um, yeah, like, that was like that was like a moment, right? Um, like, yeah. I think, and... You also see it work real time the other way around. I remember when the Switch was announced and we saw those people hanging out playing the Switch on the rooftop and in different places and playing a handheld and playing it on the desk with the two things, right? I didn't believe it. I didn't look at that and go, oh, that's going to be the best handheld console we've seen in quite a long time. Like, I didn't believe it based on that. And it was because it was entirely an advertisement. But if they had announced that at a convention that people could immediately get hands on and say, no, this shit is fucking real, um, then I might have immediately went, okay, maybe I should pop down a pre-order for this. Um, 
Yeah. And I'm not saying that like that that it, this is directly related to that, but it's it's a it's a it's a feeling of describing how important in-person things are and hearing people's impressions from people who who were there paid by the company. <laughs> yes, yeah, but like but who are there and who get real world um like uh, real world examples experience. of what it's like. Yeah, experience yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, it's funny. I, I think E3's biggest problem is just how old it is. You know, yeah, yeah. And it's such a product of the '90s. It's such a product of spinning off from an older convention that has become its own thing. And you can understand their reluctance to change, right? Like those, those can like E three moments. Th- th- there is never going to be a summer game fest moment that is nearly as exciting as an as a really exciting E three moment. They just don't have it. Um, no, and they're also not trying to though, because they're no. trying something different. It's not about getting all the all the industry in the same place and all of the pundits in the same place to report on it at the same time. It's just about getting the announcements in one stream it's it's about the live stream yeah but i think even like you know um them and like even if it's like say say they're like e3 and summer games and are announcing the exact same thing the way they announce those exact same things are different and and you like if they announce uh Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, was, was a really huge announcement when it was first announced at E3. I was blowing the fuck up, right? And it was the combination of it or it already being that week, me sitting through 40 minutes of a Sony presser at that point, me not knowing what's coming next, me knowing that there's still announcements after this, mm. all of that stuff. The vibe of the week, understanding that there's how much news is like being generated and how much energy and excitement is coming out of this one week. Some of Games Fest comes along. They announce Kingdom Hearts 3 at Summer Games Fest. It's just, it's more sterile. It is more, it is more advertiser friendly. It is more publisher yeah. friendly. There is less instant like reaction to to this not in terms of social reaction but in terms of collective um a collective feeling right yeah Mark, Mark, also Mark. because summer games fest is one conference and it's one two-hour conference that they're trying to keep people's attention for it is denser it's not this publisher has two hours and then also this publisher has two hours later tomorrow and then this publisher has another two hours the next day like 10 hours of conference it's so dense that you're right. There's no room to breathe in there, even less than normal. And like, like, th- think of it this way: so remember, like, when Xbox One was first brought to E3 and they announced all their online stuff, and it was like a giant shit show. And Don Matrick mm-hmm. is out here saying, "If you want an offline console, we've got the Xbox 360." Those moments, that I- instant rejection of all of those ideas, they don't happen at Summer Game Fest. No, they don't. Especially because they didn't. Summer Games Fest doesn't have the the chaser. Of Sony's conference happening, it was literally yeah. the same day, wasn't it? Uh, like just hours later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With and they with points that 
that directly conflicted with what Xbox was saying. Yeah. And the, that directly combated the negativity. That they don't have that Adam Boy's Shuhei Yoshida video of of him passing because like the like Summer Game Fest is gonna have like 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 we are locked. And Summer Game Fest is also going to have like we are not including this. Xbox are a part of the first half of this convention of the, of our of our showcase. We are not putting in a part of our a, a, a part of you know our showcase. You immediately being competitive combative against them, right? Yeah, like, totally. Like there is no there is no competition anymore. It is a weirdly homogenized version of the worst parts of E three. Worst parts. Yes, worst the parts. the worst parts of E three being like uh, soulless announcements. Um, uh, being truncated into a single conference. I it I hate it, and I didn't realize how much I hate it till I started talking. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't plan. Uh, we have so for those who don't know, we have a, like a show document for every episode we do, and we write down a bunch of topics of stuff that we want to get to. I yeah. didn't like. I didn't include any of this. <laughs> no, this, this is still the first subtopic. <laughs> this is come from the heart. <laughs> now, Jeremy, I would. I would. My my knee jerk response to you saying that is you hate many things. I do hate many things. But there are things that are bad that I like, and there are things that I hate that are not as bad, but I actually think that they're worse. I'll let you sit in that one. There's value in it, though. I still enjoy watching Summer Game Fest or Opening Night Live or the Game Awards. I think they have merit still. It is very different to E3 in a lot of ways, while also serving this a similar function. Like I, I still in like I still enjoy watching it for the spectacle, but I also think that it is just an overall worse thing. Like I think it's like a worse thing for the industry, and I'm not saying that like oh like you know the industry is worse off without E3 and the ESA running their show, but I'm saying yeah. that this is not a good alternative. This is not like a hey we did it we killed old games right. This is like um the, the, there is there is less room for critique in a lot of this stuff, and and there is less space for um for rejection of bad ideas in a lot just of just because stuff. it's summer game fest i'm not sure i'm not sure why you're saying summer game fest is that way because because summer game fest is is broad at is is, is they've got they've got an eye into all of all of what is happening everything is channeling directly into this one single show mm. there is not going to be any direct competition with each other and there is also okay. and there is also not going to be any um, there is not going to be any space of like. This is a smaller thing. This is maybe a a, a thing that might have accidentally become a little gem that we realized. Um, and it is it is far more directly, <clears throat> directly marketed in favor. And like it was happening anyway. But when everybody was going. Uh, at once, there was a little bit more, like a little bit more Wild West feel of like, well, what's going to be their reaction? Who's going to go first is very important. Yeah, what's Sony going to say after this? There, there was a there was a level of of rivalry in a in a like in a you know as far as consumerism sense. Well, yeah, like as far as a corporation rivalry exists, but like yeah. there was also a level of it was it felt a bit. 
it, it weirdly had a level of an even playing, um, an even, a more even playing field, I think, mm. than this, which is going to be directly directed by by one man, <laughs> who wants as many things as he can get, and he, will do he, whatever he can to get all of it. His Thanos glove is getting fuller and fuller as the years go by, and and more more games, media, properties, and and events <laughs> become become uh, uh, disappeared. That's um. Yeah, it's a good point. I think because we're we're kind of we've kind of stumbled into this topic, Jeremy. What do you think Summer Game Fest looks like this June compared to what it would have looked like if E three went ahead? Do you think much changes for them? Uh, I think I think actually things do change. Um, I, I, I agree. I, like I I think I think I think we will just see less in this time period now, um, which is fine. I think that's not a that's not a negative thing. That is just Yeah, a... I think we're we're already tending that way as well. Like EA didn't do anything last year. Yeah. And it was like, oh, that's weird, but it's not E3, so it's okay. It's just them deciding, actually, no, we don't have anything for you right now. Sorry. Yeah. See you in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, like I, I think I think we will see overall less. I think that there will be once again less focus on people who are actually making the games. That's true. You, as, don't, you don't really get that with the with the Keeley show. As as the way of the Keeley shows is, you will not see someone on stage who will demo the game, talk about why they made it, and maybe pour their heart out just a little bit. Yeah. Um. We will ne- We will not get that man crying at the Mario Rabbids reveal. Yeah. Um, or over on at EA for um unravel. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Um. What does it look like? Look, it looks like it looks like what it always looks like, which is people doing events and Jeff Keighley saying, "Hey, this Nintendo Direct is a part of the Summer Games Fest," and like, and and uh, Shigeru Miyamoto going like, "Jeff who?" <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, like whatever. Like, I don't care. Um, uh, th- that's you know, I'm sure he knows who Jeff Keighley is, but also like, Nintendo's plans they, are not dependent they on do Jeff. their direct or they don't. Yeah, and... yeah. Um, it'll look largely, I think, what it will look like last year. Um, hopefully with less um, The Rock shilling the Black Panther and Zoa energy drink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, Black Adam, Black Adam, sorry. And and, and Zoa energy drink. And just weightlifting in general. Yeah. Man, that was a mess. Fuck, that um, was funny. So bad. It was awful. <laughs> that was like, that was the most old E3 thing that was at that show. <laughs> yeah. But it was also so Keely. It was, yeah. <laughs> Um, I think for me, I do think we will be looking at a longer Summer Games Fest kickoff or whatever they call it, um, his presentation. I think it'll be 15 to 30 minutes longer um, or potentially like maybe 15 minutes longer in the show, 15 minutes more in the pre-show kind of a thing. I do think there will be people who, who had put their faith in E3 or had been like, oh, it's coming back. This is our moment. Maybe some smaller studios have got something cool to show that will channel some of that into Summer Game Fest. And Jeff wants that. Jeff will happily take anyone who, who he thinks is worth showing, who is there like, hey, we were going to be there and now we need we need somewhere to put this money and this focus and this drive that we were putting all of this, like our last three or four or five or six months into. Can you help us? And he'll be like, hey, have I got the show for you? But yeah, I, you, you're, you're right. There are some downsides to Summer Game Fest. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, I don't think, I don't think this is the year where we get, uh, like where Summer Game Fest rules the, the, 
the the conversation where it doesn't just happen and then it's over and then everyone else keeps doing their own thing. Like I don't think I don't think the world is going to stop for for Summer Game Fest. No, I, I it doesn't have the name recognition, um, and it doesn't have I think that level of excitement of one giant fucking crowd losing their mind over Cloud showing up for the first time in twenty years. Totally. Um, and I'm not I'm not saying that they need that because that's largely just like you know paid hype. Um, but it also cr- like creates a good moment. Um, yeah. Which is which is fun. Um, the the other thing is like I, I've got this weird thing in my brain that like at some point brainworms. Yeah, I've but like I've got brainworms that Jeff Keighley is going to buy E three as a property from the ESA within the next couple of years. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've got I've got like I've got I've got Funhouse <laughs> buying Inside Gaming. Like yep. years after that, after they move to a different parent, like I've got that in my head of, of a thing wow. that will happen. And I, I have no information about that. I have no idea if Jeff wants that. No, no, no. It's like an inkling. Yeah. Because I yep. can like, the, I have an image in my brain of them back at the Los Angeles convention center. Jeff is on stage with a microphone with his big happy smile. And he's looking at the camera and he says the words E3 is back. And yeah. and and it is because he paid for it. <laughs> yeah, I you know I you do see that in so one of the reasons why we've got a question here about Summer Game Fest. I mean it's it's very relevant to the yeah. conversation, but also because when the ESA and Reed Pop announced earlier last week that they weren't going to be running E three twenty twenty three like they had said they would, Jeff was there on Twitter with yeah. press releases. He was savage this week. Absolutely fucking, like, just completely unrestrained in this very passive-aggressive, kicking-them-while-they're-down kind of a mentality, you know? Like, this tweet about how, he, you know, he went to his first E3 when he was 15, and it's why he's, one of you know, why he cares about the industry. But four years ago, he disagreed with them, and and this this year, Summer Game Fest is going to be better than ever. And then what was the one he sent to press? It was like, Summer Games Fest is not, not cancelled. Yeah, not cancelled. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit, you're just, you're just like choking them. They, they, they're dead already. <laughs> just leave them alone. You and, won. And like, look, there was obviously something that happened between him and him and E3. And, you know... Well, what, he was working with them before 2019. And, you know, and it wasn't even directly for them. It was like... Through YouTube. Like YouTube, yeah, it was YouTube Gaming was was the ones that were hosting the daily shows with the, with the official E three banner, and it wasn't you know it means they got every interview and it means they got every developer and all that stuff right. And it was like it was it was a good show. Like it was it was probably the one I used to watch the most at that point because it was the one that had access to basically everyone. Um, yeah. And then he did leave abruptly, um, and pre pre pandemic, but post the last E three there was that falling out. Um, and yep. part of it was to do with the way they were handling the next E3, he disagreed, and so he departed. Um, you know, bad blood is bad blood. Like, the ESA, like, they'll survive. <laughs> like, and, you know, like, That's I know thing, I, I, I know it's a shame when, when people work on something, like, you know, for a long time and it gets canned, sort of pretty close to it happening. Like, they'll they'll be okay. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Like, the ESA is just a general board of 
games industry CEOs and executives anyway. The ESO is so like like what does the ESA do for us aside from E3? Oh well they they dox two thousand journalists um every now and again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. So we'll still have the opportunity for that community service to go forward. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy, two rapid fire questions for you. Okay. And you can answer them. Let, let's answer this one first. Okay. Does E3 ever come back? Not as Jeff Keeley mummified corpse. Not as Does Keighley. the ESA bring back E3? 2024, 25, 30? Uh no. I th- I think the- I, like I think they will try again. I think they will try one final time. Not ne- not not next year, but the year after. Okay. Um and I think it will not work. If Jeff doesn't buy it first. <laughs> yeah. I uh yeah, I think if it's ever going to come back successfully, it has to be next year. But the problem is they don't have the convention center booked, right? They're not committing to it. I mean, they, th- like, I don't know how public those things are. Maybe they have. Um, maybe. Like, and then maybe they're just leaving it so they don't get the bad press, I guess. But, like, it's. It's. The, the, the writing is kind of on the wall for E3 because if E3 is going to become this general consumer show around the same time as Summer Games Fest, unfortunately, they're then, they've lost so much ground to Keeley at that point while also losing everything that made them different to Keeley's event, the trade show, that what point is there in going, especially because they demand such a high price for everyone who's involved. Uh, I mean, you know, you see that in everyone bowing out year by year in terms of the big players, you know. Um it's hard to see what E3 would be this year, let alone if it did happen, let alone next year now that it's not happened for two years now in a row. It is weird to do the math and think that like the, like the E3 needs Keely. <laughs> yeah. Cause that doesn't like, that's not a sentence I would say, but also every, everything I've said leads to that, which is hilarious. Yeah. I think what uh, what E three needs is not the ESA. That's right. I think so because their I think their their motivations are a little bit in the wrong place now. They're a little bit too stuck in what they were, and not and they 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 didn't pivot. They they were still struggling to pivot. Well, like they tried to right. They they released um, you know. Oh yeah, public tickets. Yeah, they had public tickets like in twenty seventeen. Um. It was the first year they had public available, publicly available tickets, and a bunch and of the industry people hated that. We are like, they were in there, like they they did when you know, like look at that, like it's not for them, right? Like it's not for media as like the prime directive anymore. Um, but like they were talking to people who were like 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 general admin, mm. like how is it? Like like you know, have you been enjoying it? And they're like, um. Like I remember Harper from uh, I think I think they're at Polygon saying uh, or Kotaku saying like yeah they spoke to someone who was like I lined up for like fifty minutes to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey and they were like and how was that and they were like I loved it <laughs> yeah um yeah. and a bunch yeah, of them being funny. like I can't like I've bought my E3 ticket I can't wait to go to the Xbox conference. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, you don't realize that that's like not open, <laughs> like no. that, like that is invite that's only." That's not here. Yeah, that yeah. that was two days before your ticket lets you into anywhere. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Well, what what's your other question? 
The other question is, what is your earliest and slash or fondest memory of E3? Oh, yeah. You got to go for a sec while I think for a moment. Okay, I'll think, <laughs> I'll think. Uh, my earliest E3 memory, I remember the Assassin's Creed 2 demo, I think, was the one that I remember strongliest and fond- and, and, and quite fondly, honestly. Um, you know, I didn't know anything about the press conferences at that point, but that was the first, like, demo I saw. And I loved that demo. It's the one in Venice with all of the fireworks going off and you get in Leonardo's flying machine and then you infiltrate the compound via sky and use a smoke bomb. You show all the, you show the double blade. You see all these new mechanics because I was so in on Assassin's Creed. And then, and then he uses a smoke bomb and disappears and that's the end of the 10 minute. Like those tight E3 demos from around that time were awesome. And that was such a good one. And it was one of my first one ones that I remember. Um a fondest E3 memory? It's tricky. It doesn't get much better than that because for the nostalgia value. Um, but you you gotta you gotta give props to the 2016 PlayStation press conference. That that is such a legendary conference that was so enjoyable to watch front the, to back. The, the the one with the live orchestra, right? The live orchestra, the God of War reboot reveal, Spider-Man by Insomniac reveal, uh uh Days Gone reveal. I mean. uh, well, yeah, but we didn't know it was. It was still exciting. Sure, the great, great Horizon trailer, Death Stranding trailer, uh, Crash Bandicoot was back. The, like the re-re reveal of the Last Guardian, I think, was in that one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that might have been the year prior, but that because it came out that year, I think. Uh, as twenty seventeen when that. When it, oh, yeah. okay. Then it was yeah. probably was the re-reveal. Yeah, it was. It was a huge conference, incredibly entertaining, and and, and it just kind of it didn't miss. No, it was it was really solid pretty much all the way through. Yeah. Um look. You can pick just one if you want. <laughs> so you know. so like um because I I've been I've been quickly going through Wikipedia pages to try and remember what my earliest E3 like thing was. Yeah. Um I I don't remember what my cuz I I've been watching him since 2000 and 9 I think. Yeah, that was that was when I was. That was when Assassin's Creed Two came out. Yeah, um, like one of the earliest memories I have was 2011 when they announced Halo Four. Okay, um, that was really exciting because we had no idea what it was at that point. Like it was just like Halo Four was coming, and I remember like I, like I was not a Halo person up until Reach, and then I became very much a Halo person. Um, and then I was like, oh my God, they're making another one like that. And it was, it was just the CG trailer of Chief fucking going in a zero G through a ship that was getting destroyed. Like waking up from the cryo was machine, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was, that was really, really exciting. Um, the, probably the best, like, like my favorite E3 moment is probably the Kingdom Hearts 3 reveal. Um, really? Because it had been such a long time, like a you know it True. a comically long time. It was yeah. into like when we talk about E three moments and things that never happen. Kingdom Hearts three was up there in terms of things that we'll never see. You know, yeah. Kingdom Kingdom Hearts three was a Half Life three was yeah. a uh, uh, th- 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 there's a few of those. You know, will we ever see Dead Island two again? Last Guardian. Last Guardians now. Yeah, right. Um, it's hard now because we've seen a lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> right. A lot of them have started to come out, right? Um, Kingdom Hearts 3 was a joke that was never going to come out. And then they legitimately announced it once um, yep. at E3 2015. And I remember that week I was doing um, 
work placement at high school and I had five days of work placement. And in those five days, I was working for a family friend to make him a website uh, for his, his small business. And I did it in about a day and a half because I knew <laughs> that E3 was coming very soon. And so I finished my work placement, which is not a thing you're meant to do. No. <laughs> That's not the point of work placement, but I did no. it. And you paid me in ginger beer, which was good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, in, in some Bundabergs. Uh, and so I then had three days of like no school. And so I just stayed home and stayed up watching E3. <laughs> I was going to say like, what a scam. But the fact that you only worked for him like 30% of the time that you had actually agreed upon, like seemed actually a fair deal to me. Yeah, he, he thought it was great. He was, he got everything done real easy. And he, he'd every now and again, send me a text saying, oh, I can actually do this. And I'd, I'd pop up and do it. And I yep. sent it back to him saying, "Hey, I did it." He's like, "Great, cool, thanks. I'll let you know if there's anything else." Yeah, I was, I was, I did, I did development for two days, and I was on call for three. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, you had some ginger beers for the E3 conference. I got a fucking yeah, right. And so I was going through, um, watching E3, and Kingdom Hearts three was announced, and I freaked out. I your ginger beer everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I thought I, I couldn't believe it. It was, it was a legitimately unbelievable thing. Um, because I expected Kingdom Hearts another one, not actually that one that might have actually never actually came out. Right. Um, right. You'd given up hope. I I like called people. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Like I like, I, I picked up my phone and like called people. Um, I was across like a couple of group chats at the same time because people were in class or doing other things. And I was there, like, I was the E3 correspondent because I was the only one not at school who was watching it. And so I was messaging people and, like, taking low-quality screen grabs of, like, logos and games, like, throwing them in, being like, hey, anyone anyone a fan of Drakengard or whatever? And someone's like, yeah. <laughs> like, like not, not Drakengard, but, you know, like, shit like that. And then someone's like, yeah, me. I'm like, hey, there's another one coming. Um, yeah, it's so funny. And that was also... Uh, Wait, fuck, was that 20... No, that wasn't 2014. Sorry, that wasn't 2015. That was 2013. Sorry, my bad. Because that was the first year leaning into the PlayStation uh, 4. That was... And that was the one that had... um, Destiny was there. And that was also the same day that Xbox had their entire, like, press conference where they had Rise Son of Rome and they had a couple of... They had a couple of cars um, for the Forza. Yeah, Dead Rising was there. Um... Re- recall was there, I believe. Oh, yeah, recall. <laughs> Got so many weird, weird memories of, but like, like that entire scalebound e- might have been there. Scalebound, I think, was there. Um, yeah, but E three twenty thirteen was like an absolute fucking banger. Um, yeah, that was the beginning of the division. That was uh, oh, Assassin's Creed, not Black Flag, because that no, would have been Black Flag. That was that would have already been announced. No, no, they tended to... Oh, were they it would have already been leaked, is what it would have been. That's what it was. But they, it was to, they announced them at E3 that year. It was leaked. That's right. You are correct. Um, yeah. <laughs> because they always leak. Yeah. Always, always, always. And Leakiest boat on the on the industry seas. And it was Battlefield 4. Yep. Um, and I'm trying to think of any other, like... Ghosts. Ghosts? Oh, Call, Call of Duty, Call of Duty Ghost. Ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call of Duty, yeah, because that was the beginning of the, the dog, dog tech. Yeah, the dog tech. Yeah. I got that game on launch. Nice. Yeah. So sorry. Uh-huh. Bad game. 
Uh, yeah, E three twenty thirteen overall is like just an absolute highlight from 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 day one to day five or whatever. Um, that yeah, was such a that was fun. The one I was I was interested in that one because of the consoles, but I couldn't I couldn't afford to pay attention to it because that was like coming into um, mid year exams for I was in year twelve in twenty thirteen, so I, I couldn't really give it the time of day that I, that I would have liked. Um, that came later, I guess. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Sam in the chat's pointing out this, this is the, the Jeremy journalist origin story. It's actually not, there was a, so the reason I bring up oh Halo 4 and the reason I remember Halo 4, this is very tangential, was because I followed on YouTube a guy named Halo 4 follower who was, <laughs> who for years had no content because Halo 4 was not announced. Yeah, right. and then when <laughs> Halo, 4, Halo Four follower, and then when Halo Four came out, he was like, he was fucking ripping, like he was, you know, videos on every frame, you know, getting every tiny piece of information that we knew, just squeezing that every stone dry. Thing, right? And so I decided to copy him, and I and I I made the I made the YouTube account and everything, and I made Kingdom Hearts Three follower uh. with with complete plans to do everything. I made classic me. I made you know like the 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 YouTube side banners when that was the thing that you could make the two graphics yep. that went on the edges of the thing I made an entire graphic that was all the keyblades in like a semicircle pattern that sit on the side look really cool wow made a nice. font I that was when I learned YouTube uh, sorry that was when I learned Photoshop and Illustrator because I wanted to know how to do custom fonts and custom shading inside of a font so I could make my own Kingdom Hearts three follower logo in the font oh, of wow. Kingdom Hearts that's astounding how old were you uh like 14 uh well 2013 so i was about 15 oh maybe God. 16 you spring chicken <laughs> yeah, I and oh i was God. like i was like trying to like write scripts that i had no idea i i, I had yeah. like you know like we we don't know what we're doing now like i had no idea what i was doing back then <laughs> i had like absolutely zero clue i've, I've just thought of one more fond memory yeah, do which it. was bethesda's first conference Oh, great one! Twenty fifteen. It's what an excellent t- conference in twenty fifteen where they where they announced, showed off forty minutes of and revealed the imminent release date of Fallout Four, as well as showed off Doom twenty sixteen and all kinds of stuff, more dishonored things. That was an amazing conference. Yep. Yep. All right, everyone, we're going to throw it to a break. We'll come back at you with some gaming stuff: Resident Evil, Pokemon Platinum, only the newest. And greatest stuff. We'll be right back. Resident Evil is near. Yeah. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. If you're just joining us, you haven't been with us live, uh, I highly recommend you at least visit the uh, video section of the show because during the break, we were watching the, the Walmart cam that Jeremy mentioned at the start of the show. And Jeremy decided to leave it running on the show. So it's just sitting on the video. It's just sitting in the corner of our of our video right now. Yeah. Yes. And the, the the joke is that um if if this thing gets like chased off, like DMCA struck or whatever, or like off the internet, you're doing it twice. Yeah. Um if it gets like chased off the internet, that this will be like the only way to find it in, in years to come because this yeah. random gaming stream. Yeah, yeah, yes. You never know. It's uh it's very fun. The chat's sitting there. There's there's been one person that went past and one person who yelled it. out, Welcome! 
Oh, no, no, it was morning. That's what it was. I and, missed uh, the one person because I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and everyone's so excited. And you could hear, like, copywritten music and everyone starts typing out the lyrics in the chat. It's it's very fun. Um, anyway, that's going to be standing there. That's just going to be in the corner. We probably won't talk about it unless something notable happens. Yeah. If something does happen, like someone uses the computer that this computer is streaming from, we will be live crossing to this camp feed, okay? So we promise it'll only be when it's for something worthwhile. I love the idea that they like... Have you seen Death Note? No, but I know the vague... I know the premise of the show. Oh, like the, 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 there's a specific moment that, that, that I'm referencing, which is uh, the, the, they're trying to find out where one of the characters is. Um... And the police do that by like localizing pieces of news and 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 information um, to certain areas of Japan at the time, um, like surveillance state kind of stuff. Well, yeah, but it's more like that. Like, like they understand that the that um, uh, light is going to start acting with the Death Note once he sees someone that is that is awful, and so they start to broadcast awful people at certain points in the country. At so at different times, so that when something happens, and he acts on it, they un- they understand at what point and when they've done it. Oh, and they like triangulate. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like I'm imagining this happening with Walmart, where like, you know, like someone is on the phone being like, "All right, all the WalMarts on the East Coast, run over to your computers now." Like, and yeah. just double, like, just do like a drive by or like. But I like to imagine it's more high tech than that. It's like someone doing the Walmart, um, like, uh, music playing, like different songs in different stores it's like okay it's a song with Katy perry on right now let's yeah. let, let's like like you know it's it's a like, guess who it's like all right br- uh, knock down all the faces that aren't listening to Katy perry right now <laughs> having worked in a massive franchise store it's definitely not like that <laughs> no it's probably still running off a dvd player in the back room yeah oh yeah um but yeah maybe they've got like the security camera feeds of all of the like because we're looking at, it looks like we're in the like uh, all in all all in one like HP desktop aisle. Yeah. Um, and I love the idea that they've, they've pulled every Walmart camera feed of aisles like that, and there's one person looking at a conglomeration of all of the cameras. <laughs> anyway, that's enough about Walmart. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to talk about video games. What do What do we want to start with, Jeremy? I want to start with something that I actually forgot to write down, and I was trying to figure out what it was the entire time, and I realized that it that, that I realized it in the break what I want to talk about. Great. Um, I watched the new Tetris movie. You did? I yeah. didn't know that was out here yet. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a it's a direct to to streaming. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's available for you to watch as well, Gary. Um, it's oh, the um the trailer looked great for that movie. I thought so too. Um, so it's, not it's everyone Taron did. Edgerton telling, and it's it's the story of getting Tetris made and put on Game Boy. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a story of of how how Tetris was packaged with Game Boy, mm. and also the rights to Tetris as well. The 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 it it's it's a tricky it's a tricky game because Tetris actually already exists by the time the story happens, but it is behind the Iron Curtain in Soviet Russia. Not yep. a lot of stuff coming in and out of there between the West, especially things like media and art. Um, during the Cold War. And, you know, stuff like, you know, uh, ownership being a very different thing in, in Soviet Russia compared to in the West and, and licensing rights 
and oh. money not being a thing that they're allowed to do deals with in with uh like you know outside companies and con- in different countries right there's there's a lot of a lot of ins a lot of outs with 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 this story and it's also very like it's it's it is dramatized it is a movie um but there's a lot of that like there's a lot of uh, truth in it behind who the big players were at that point um a lot of really good casting um from especially the guy who was in charge of Nintendo at that point, because he looks dead on yeah. identical to uh, to the real life counterpart, mm. um, and the, the, the it's 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 fun. Like it, it's a fun movie. It's not the it's not a groundbreaking film. It's not the best video game. It's not the best movie I've seen about video games. Um, but like it's it's worth watching it's it's it is entertaining um the music is pretty good they they play a bit too much into the pixelization they they do a lot of like um changing locations via a screen that is a a pixel art version of of that location right um it's and a bit trite does it a bit a bit um not enough not enough uh tetris blocks for transitions um they do it a little bit but yeah. not not enough um yeah. Uh yeah, like I I I think it's an interesting story. I think it's a it's a it's a it's an enjoyable movie. It's like two hours. It's not it's not egregiously long. Um, did it live up to the excitement that the trailer generated for you? Yeah, I was like, this looks fun. I'll watch this. This nice. looks interesting. That's a win in my book. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's like a solid seven. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's yeah. great. I love a seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know how many hours I put into. Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, finally, I think the thing that I, that, that I, that I enjoyed the most was seeing, seeing an era of Nintendo that doesn't exist anymore. Um, yeah. Like, like v- very early on in the movie, um, the main character um, heads to Japan because he has a meeting um, with the head of Nintendo. And it's because he, he believes he's, he wants to, uh, he believes like a Tetris evangelist, right? Yeah, he plays it once, and he, and he has the moment of like, like, oh my god, I see this, like I'm I'm seeing the blocks fall in my sleep, um, which yeah, is the Tetris, the, the Tetris effect, yeah, um, and and there is truth to that story where like like that part is like silly, the part that I enjoyed the most was when he he's talking to his wife and and they're in their they're in their 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 small house in 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 Japan. And she's like, "Why do you like? Why are you so obsessed with this thing?" And he's and he's like, "Listen." And there's like silence in the house. And he's like, "Have you ever heard? Have you ever heard our house as quiet as it is right now?" And it's because his two children are playing Tetris, and they're just yeah, like it, like enraptured in the game. Yeah. Um. When he when he goes to Japan, he goes to the um to the uh, Nintendo office. Um. He, he heads up. He goes to the, the receptionist, and he's like, "Hey, I've got a meeting." Um. And they're like, yeah, he's he's not in today. Sorry, like you can't meet him, like without checking. Just like like we're not yeah, interested. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like I don't know how fictitious this is or not, but like he he sort of like like can I use your bathroom? And they said okay. And he hops in the elevator and goes up and like muscles in. Yeah, yeah, and you know like just just sort of like pretend classic movie plot, <laughs> right? Yeah, he pretends his way through the doors. And look, back then, this is pre Game Boy. Um, Nintendo are a very different company. He then meets with the founder and stuff like that. And part of me is like, 
like they would be on him so fucking quickly nowadays. That's so illegal. <laughs> like it, very illegal, but also like they would be on him. Like Nintendo was so much bigger than what they were back then. They they oh, yeah. like they had come out with the with the NES and the SNES at this point. And in the film, he gets shown the Game Boy. And the in a in a closed off room, they get him to sign an I feel you're, you're you're in danger of revealing a lot of this movie. It's this very very all the, all this is very very early, but like okay. it it is like it's it's more about like remembering what Nintendo were like and the excitement around Nintendo have made a handheld and this is going to change everything, and mm, that it was that didn't exist. Really. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, so yeah, it's it's a good movie. I think it's worth watching. I don't think it's. Not gonna, not gonna, you know, blow your socks off, but it's an easy movie to watch with dinner. Well, that's good. That's yeah. good. That's good because it is, it is cooling down now. My feet are very cold. You don't want a movie to blow your socks off when it's cold. No. You wouldn't want to watch June, Kerry. You wouldn't want to watch June. You said that, and I thought you meant like the month or like our third. Co-founder. No, 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 June. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> not to be confused. Not, not to be confused. Not to be confused with June. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Um, now this week we were supposed to be doing the Resident Evil Four review. Uh, neither of us have finished the game, so we're no. not doing that this week. And also, E three died. Um, yeah. But Jeremy, what you you've played much more than you have. So instead of mm. being halfway through the first chapter, you're now in like chapter ten. Uh, how <laughs> I think I'm for like chapter thirteen or something. Nah, that's the third. That's past the castle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so what what's up with Resident Evil? Because we'll talk more about it next week when we review it. Yeah, uh, I'm up to the castle. Um, uh, Ashley, Ashley, Ashley. Yep. Ashley left and then came back. If you played the game, yep. you know what that means. Um, uh, this game's real fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> it really just is, isn't like, it? Like this game's real fucking good. Um, like I knew that, but like this game's real fucking good. Um, I think for me, what's what I, I enjoy about it the most is the level design. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, got a, it's almost Metroidvania kind of it, feel. You know, the exploring and circling back around and coming back again, and it's got a flow to it. It's got a, it's got a, it's got an ease of of um, uh. Like, I, I, I've been trying to put my finger on it. And, like, the answer is, like, it's just really well designed. But, like, the, the, there's there's a feeling of, oh, maybe I should head down this way and it ends up being the right path. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it is very intelligently designed and signposted, um, which is which is something that you can lose when, when, when translating a game to modern graphic standards. Um, and I think they've done a really good job of keeping it feeling like I decided to go this way and then shit went off and it's completely well, directed <laughs> it is but remember as w it's important to remember as well they have adapted a lot of these levels the levels are not one for one recreations in this remake they are sure. sort of adaptations of what they once were yeah some of them are very similar like you'll come across a, a certain house by the creek in the village section or whatever um i'm sure there was probably catapults throwing stuff at you at the start of the castle section but they they're not the same. So modernizing what those moments were like in the original, but for their new gameplay, plus keeping their newer pacing, their more fast pace pacing, it's very impressive. It is, it is, and they've done a really fucking cracking job at it. Um, like the all of the all the levels are really 
fun and enjoyable. There's there's not been a part that I'm like, oh, I hated that bit. Um, like there's yeah. parts that I'm like, oh, this is a bit like silly. Like look, this like I've I've been I've been trying to workshop a, if I think if I can write about this game, what what I'm what I'm leaning towards and uh my idea that I'm leaning towards is like just how fucking funny this game is. Um because yeah. the game is like genuinely very funny and knows that it is funny um and is willing to share a joke with you. Um and the jokes are never at your expense and more often than actually at its own expense. Um yes. without it feeling like um like w- without it being dumb or not like st- this game commits to itself and <laughs> so much. And and it really works because of how well it lands pretty much all of its jokes. Yeah. Like even its shithouse, like, you know, one liners that Leon loves to say, they're fucking funny. Yeah. They're like they're so fucking funny. Because yeah. they are they are dumb action movie things from an era gone by, while also just being like a legitimately stupid, funny quip that he says. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. It's really good. Um, there was one specific thing that, that happened while I was playing, which I do need to share. Um, I, I was playing the game on the TV and my partner was walking by and I was uh, shooting some of the villagers and they were running at me with pitchforks and, and, and shovels and stuff. And their experience with Resident Evil has been seeing some of two and playing through the beginning of, of, of eight um, before we, we couldn't keep going because they were getting too motion sickness. Um, and so they understand that there's a lot of various monsters and stuff in Resident Evil. And uh, <laughs> when um, these villagers were coming at me, Rebecca was like, "Oh, is this one like vampires as well? Because they look kind of ghoulish and mm. like they're like some of them are bald and they've got like like red eyes, yeah, red eyes and stuff, and they kind of look like Nosferatu." And they're like, "Oh, is this one vampires too?" And I'm like, "No, they're just Europeans." Um, <laughs> and that made me like laugh to the point of like pausing the game for a little bit because of yeah. my funny joke that the villains in Resident Evil are just Europeans. Yeah, um, and I just. Just wanted to share my funny joke that I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's yeah. fair enough. Yeah, we um we came across a, a really nasty monster in one of the later levels. Um, the same kind of took issue with because it's like the only like gender non-conforming thing in the game. You know, it's like androgynous and right. misshapen, and it's and it's just a monster, right? And it's like ah, oh, yeah, no, that's fair enough. And you know, those kinds of things that make you think, ah, oh, yeah, this. Japan-made video game. <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, it could easily have just been been in a Western game as well. It's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. Um, but yeah, it it does have a lot of fun moments. There was one that I was sure was scripted, and then I played through the section again for work and realized it wasn't. But when Sam and I were playing the opening section, like the opening village moment that we spoke about a lot last week, Leon says, "Oh, where's everybody going? Bingo!" And then Resident Evil Four splashes up on screen, and then it kind of hard cuts back to Leon standing by the uh the the burning cross in the middle of the village. Um and like it cuts he's standing there and I just hear like and Leon just gets fucking tackled from behind by this cow that is burning and on fire. Hits him, he's like in his over the top way, stands up and then the cow falls over dead because it's burning alive. 
Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? It was so sudden and, and out of place. And I thought, so I thought it was scripted, but no, it's just that the cow in the barn, there's a, there's like a lantern in there that you can use to damage the villagers. And somehow, I think the chainsaw guy had dislodged it himself. Yeah. Set the cow on fire. I didn't know there was a cow on fire in the, in the place. And it just fucking tackled me as soon as they brought me back into the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Completely ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, we'll talk about it more next week, but there was something I wanted to say last week that I forgot. I remember what it was. And it was how eerie it is playing this game that came before Resident Evil 8. Having played Resident Evil 8 first and somewhat recently, there's, there is an eerie amount of similarity in so much of the moments of this game between four and eight like you've got a lake monster and you've got the castle and you've got the village and you've got the villagers that come at you and you revisit the village i mean because that's that's a new thing in this one but like it's like so similar yeah so many ways eight was very much a love letter to four um while being its own thing being like less than half the length of it yeah yeah and like you know it's also got like it's it's a different game it's a first person game right um But yeah, it it was definitely like that was always the thing, right? It was it like it's literally called Village. Um, yeah, like f- four is and it's back in Europe. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, whereas yeah, seven was definitely its own thing, like not really a lot like any of the previous Resident Evils, previous Resident Evils. Sorry, um, and like eight did feel a lot more return to what it was originally like. I wonder what it would be like if you then went on to play RE8 in third person. Yeah, that's interesting, actually. I saw some footage of RE8 uh, after playing 4, and I saw how slow it was and how, like, like Ethan is so slow. Slower than Leon ever was in the original 4. Like, he's kind of like as slow as you are in the original RE games in like a different way. It's different controls, obviously, but he is so slow. Like the, what, what seven and eight weirdly adapted was stop. Pardon? Oh, PT. Well, no, but like, like what, 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 what they, what they interestingly, interestingly, interestingly adapted was the idea that you stop moving and shoot. Um, yes, which is not a it's not a hard requirement in those games, but it definitely is a make shoot better by stop moving. Yeah, um, which is classic Resident Evil. Yeah, that that is that is what Resident Evil is. Um, which is funny because in four, in this one, they they do away with that mostly. Like you know, it it is easier to aim when you're not moving, but it's not a requirement at all. No. Um, Whereas that, like, there were plenty of times in RE8 where I was like, actually, let me stop moving and aim and shoot this guy, and then keep moving because it's going to be easier than walking and shooting at the same time because it's so much harder to aim. Yeah. Um, which, it, which, yeah, which is really interesting. Resident Evil is a really fascinating, fascinating series. Yeah. You gonna go back and play yeah, you're two? Not wrong. I really want to get to five and six. <laughs> what? In the same way that I wanted to play Halo Five oh to like see God. for myself whatever play, I had a problem with. Play two. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Okay. Like, I'll do that first. Good. If I play anything, but um, I don't know if you should bother with three. I I probably would, because okay. you can buy them together pretty cheaply these days. Yeah, but it's like it's not a very good game. <laughs> That's what some people say, and other people say it's good. Yeah. yeah. Did you play it? I played the demo, and I remember playing the demo of every other Resident Evil, going fucking awesome, great. 
Yeah. And I remember playing the demo three going, I actually don't have any interest in buying this. Whoa. Yeah. Like anti demo. That anti, dem- anti-helpful demo. That demo was very much like, yeah, actually, maybe not this one. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. We'll talk about that more next week, everybody. Mm. What else you got, Jeremy? Is you've got Jeremy does a sorry here, but you did that at the front, right? Yeah, I, I already did that. The, the 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 last final thing I've I've got is um Marvel Snap. Mm-hmm. Um, we is are, it a new season? Uh, is the end of end of a season? Um, end of the uh, uh Days of Future Past season. Mm. Um, the game has done some some things that I've really quite liked this season. Um, that I just wanted to 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 talk about that I that I think is interesting. They've added a, a a new way to get more cards, which is one of the slowest things in the game once you get up to a certain point. Um, in in the shop area. Um, uh, each season they will give you one additional card for absolutely free that is that changes every eight hours so okay. every eight hours you can check in there's no there's no pinning or anything because you get it immediately um of of the third um of the third series of cards which is the the, the largest of all of the pools of cards mm. um any 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 card that comes in you can just grab it um which is really really good um, aside from like it, it, it hasn't worked for me very well because I'm nearly at the end of this series, and so there's like one card I legitimately want. And do you get dupes? Oh, like it, it'll rotate. Uh, it'll it'll duplicate rotates like after a whole rotation has gone by. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So like, um, for the past for the past four, I think I've got three or four cards left in this pool. For the past three rotations, I've had two cards going back and forth. Um, oh. which is like, look it like whatever, like, um, but also, uh, there's only 16 hours left in, the, in the season. And so I'm like, yeah. oh, I hope the one I want comes through. Otherwise I'll just grab one because why would I like, I'm not going to let it go to waste. Um, oh, okay. but I think that's a really cool thing because it also allows you to immediately get a potentially game changing card, um, mm-hmm. for you, um, without having to play the, the the larger more 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 monetary focused rng game right um, so like many different people can be a part of the meta just by checking their checking their account yes and no I, i'm 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 in an interesting spot where like there's like two big cards being thanos and shuri the, okay. these two cards are absolutely wrecking shop at the moment um and it's it's been quite difficult to play without them um, right. there are counters to them, which I've mostly been playing. Um, and I, I'm, I'm a higher rank than I've ever been. I'm rank 83 out of, a, out of the maximum 100, which, okay. is, which is quite high. I remember last time I was bragging, I think I was diamond rank. Uh, I am over 20, 20 ranks higher than that last time. Um, which is quite a lot. Okay. Um, they've also changed the progression this season, which I think is interesting where, so, uh, there is ten levels in each, um, uh, so like in each like uh, I don't know the word like in each group being like gold, silver, bronze, diamond, blah blah blah. Tier. Tier. Yeah, tier is a good word. Um, there are ten levels to get to the next tier, okay. and then inside of each level, you need to get ten cubes to <laughs> to progress to the next level. Um, that being. A like uh, when you win a game, you can get a maximum of eight, of eight cubes if you both snap, and then one of you wins. Right? That that's how that works. 
That's, that's how it's always worked. Um, Why are they cubes? Because uh, it's like the, it, it, it's cubes because that's the, that's the Marvel Snap thing. It's it's like little cube. Like I think they're cosmic cubes. I guess or I'm not sure. Um, but it's that's that's what they are. It's like learning how to count at Montessori school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so what they've done, which is interesting, is every time you get to a new tier, they also give you five whole levels. So you're already halfway to the next tier. Wow. Yeah. And is that is that like a promotion, a, a demotion protection thing? So you don't immediately go up and then can't get knocked back down. So so the previous seasons, it, you've you've gained one whole level on top of that. So so the moment you pass seven seventy nine, you would get to eighty one. Yeah. And then you can fall back into eighty and seventy nine again if you if you lose a lot in a row. This they've brought you up to to eighty five. Um, wow. if, yeah, which which is I think what it does is is it allows you to get to play against your people of your rank faster, which right. I think I I think is good. I think it's a good change. It has also meant that the progression has actually felt a lot more enjoyable because I am yeah, making more progress faster. faster. Yeah, because yeah. I'm not slogging through like one tier that I am like I'm actually above in terms of my like skill level but I'm getting really shitty pulls I am I'm progressing faster when I'm not winning as fast Mm. or like I'm not winning as many but I'm still progressing further because I'm getting to my like Mm. I've been struggling in like in in the Omega level in the 80s I've I've not like I'm I'm sitting at uh, 83 and I have been for like an entire week now Okay. Um, you found your rank, basically. Pretty much. I, I, I definitely don't think I'm strong enough to go above these, above, above these ranks. But yeah. it also meant that getting there was, was, appropriately fast. That does sound good. Yeah, it's it's really I'm, interesting, right? I'm immediately thinking of Apex because there are so many other, and and other rank systems like like Rocket League and uh, Counter Strike. You know, you'll do like placement matches where they, or Overwatch as well, where they yeah. analyze your play, your stats, your KD, and whatever. Yep. Accuracy. And and then they just give you a rank based on those. And then you work up and down from there. But, which I think is pretty positive. Apex yeah. does this thing where you, you start at bronze and then you get demoted a couple of whole ranks um, each season. And... The problem with Apex is it is so slow and it's not as slow if you're better, so get good, I guess. But like, it is so slow that I've never gotten above silver when I know I could. I, I, I'm, I am confident that I could get above silver. It would take me longer than it would for other people because I'm maybe not that good. But again, I'm pretty confident I can get there. I just not, I've not had times where I get to silver and then I'm completely hard stuck. Yeah. Except for the fact that it requires so much time. Hours and hours and hours and hours of play each season to get to where you may be. Even if for me, it's just gold. For others, it would be that same amount of time or more to get to diamond or plat or fucking masters or whatever. Um, like, yeah, that I would appreciate feeling that sense of progression be a little alleviated in Apex because yeah, it, it keeps it keeps me from. Like I, I play and we're like, oh, the number will go up. That's great, but there's kind of there's kind of no world where I play that much Apex in one one half of one season because there's a rank split reset to get to where I think is actually my rank, and and yeah. and it's always really upsetting to the point where I, I kind of don't 
care about it anymore because I've never gotten to where I think I actually am. And every season in Marvel Snap has a reset, but it, it, it what, what it does is it it um it brings you down three tiers. Okay. Um. So. But when they're that fast, it's maybe not that it, much of a yeah. issue. And 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 I think the way they do that is because like new season comes out, new cards come out, new battle pass comes out. That's also everyone's te- figuring it out. That that, that yeah, that's also when they that's also when the meta tends to get shaken up a little bit. Um, it this, it make, also makes the season feel fresh. You feel a little bit new. Maybe want, maybe encourages you to, to try some new cards. They will buff and nerf accordingly as well. Um, and so when they do that, they bring you down because they need you to build back up. And if your deck is not as good as what it was as what it once was, because maybe it was too overpowered, then they don't want to punish you just for playing during a season that doesn't favor what you were doing before. Well, they also don't want to like, they also don't want to reward you by putting you in a rank that maybe you don't actually you don't deserve this season quite yet. Right. You need to make a deck that is more applicable to the current to the current meta and then play in, into that. Mm. And then and then try and get back up to where you were and then further. It's interesting. I think I think it was a drastic change bringing yep. you halfway through a tier that you've just entered. Um cuz part of me did feel like, "Oh, like this feels good, but also like do I do I deserve this? Do I not?" And then every time I got to the next tier, I was like, realistically, I would have got there just in a lot longer of time. Mm. Mm. And then in this in this tier that I'm currently in, like I'm not making it out. Like I got 16 hours. I'm not making seven levels because the moment I got to 85, I got brought back down to 83 because I got stomped on. Yeah. Um, like I'm like I'm living in, in where I am right now for the season and the next season will be something new again. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. Man, I, I, don't, I don't envy the developers having to balance a live service game that is that fast of a turnover. Monthly is intense. The new cards, new meta, new mechanics, that is huge. Look, I, it is a lot like looking at the amount of cards that have been um, data mined, like they've got a lot on the back burner. Mm. They've got a lot sitting in the wing waiting for promotional events. It's good. They've got, they've got some runway. That's good. Because like, because like a lot of them are sitting in the game. And so it's been pulled out. Like they've got like something like 25 cards that are just sitting there waiting Mm -hmm. for things to be tuned or, or, or brought in. Um, So, yeah. Cool. Still a good game. Good. I mean, I would hope so with you, with you putting that much time into still, it. Still playing every single day. Wow, that is intense, isn't it? <laughs> I, like, I think, I think I've, I've probably missed a few days here and there, but like I've, <gasps> I'm, I'm still maxing out the battle pass. Yeah. Above and beyond. I got a really fucking cool Doctor Doom card. Mm-hmm. Like really, really cool. The original card for Doctor Doom is pretty sick. That, that, that's the original card. Classic Doctor Doom with his with his green yeah, cloak, green and purple hues. Yep, I got the uh, the legendary comic book illustrator Alex Ross in his God Doom oh. form. What's what's with all the red? Looks like uh, he's jumping out of the Scarlet Rot from Elden Ring. Kinda, yeah. It's like a it's like a it's a I think it's a tree in between worlds or something. It's 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 when Doctor Doom is literally a god. Um, like he has the power of, yeah, yeah. Um, for uh, keen comic book um, uh, illustrators, uh, keen comic book fans will know that that is one of the few universes that humanity will su- su- will survive forever. 
is when Doctor Doom is in charge, humanity prospers forever under the rule of him. It's interesting. It's an mm. interesting dilemma of if if you beat Doctor Doom, you know you are dooming humanity to fail at some point. Right, but he's such a what like a totalitarian that it's like bad quality of life something 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 i think actually the quality of life is like actually quite good the thing is you are still under him no matter what and so it's it's, it's oh a, so it's just like an ethical thing yeah yeah it's it's it, wow it, it is interesting because like i'm i'm like I, correct i could be don't, don't quote me on this but i'm pretty sure everyone actually does prosper and has medicine and food like all of this stuff right it's like completely good apart from everybody still serves him but he is just so so steadfast in his decisions that no matter what humanity will survive in the end hmm. under him. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, how much do we do here, Jeremy? We're at one thirty, but I, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, feeling fine. You know, I feel like the show is going fine. Yeah, I'm, like I'm, keep, I'm, keep, I'm happy to, to, to keep going along for a bit longer. Let's keep going along for a bit longer. Um, I spoke about this briefly last week, but I have been playing Pokemon Platinum after we did our big Pokemon rating breakdown a couple of weeks ago. I am in love with this game mm. again, Slash, for the first time, right? Because, like, I'm loving parts of this game that I've already played in Diamond and Pearl. And I'm loving the additions they make for P- Platinum. It's quite... Uh, deft. The small things they've changed. Yeah, just just little bits here and there. Things you'll only notice in one thing every hour or two, and it's only a just a little bit. One conversation here. Yeah. One character over there, and that's it. But a, just a just a, a movement of a letterbox. Some snow on some trees. Right. Like just a, just a little just a little bit more. But the bit the the biggest drasticest changes I've noticed the gyms mm. i'm pretty sure that a lot of them have been very different yeah they have because i think because i think the the one for fantina in brilliant diamond shining pearl is basically just like there are three doors in this room pick one and there's like a there's trainers behind two of them and uh the way forward through one of them and then you do that like three times and like that's it it's just pick the door pick the door pick the door in platinum it's, hi, you're going into a dark room, but we'll give you a flashlight. All the other trainers have flashlights, so if they see yours, they'll find you. So it's a bit of a hide-and-seek thing. And then there are a number of doors at the end of the channel with a red panel just in front of them with a little uh, symbol on it. It's First, it's a triangle and a square and a circle. And you have to find somewhere in the room a blue panel with the symbol on it, and that will tell you which door to go through. And that randomizes. That changes every time you go in and out. So you have to find it. And then in the next room, there's more doors, more trainers, bigger room. Or the, the, the grass gym is there's this big flower clock in the middle of the room that you have to walk on and go between. The, the fighting gym is you pushing uh, punching bags to like knock over obstacles to like get through. Uh, what was the last one I did? The, the last one I did was the water one, which felt pretty similar to the original with the, like, the rising water levels and just walking across different things. And that was fine. That was a decent enough one, I think. But then there's also really interesting conversations. There's this time where your rival becomes the like he he decides that he's become the the water gym's uh, apprentice by himself. The 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 gym leader has not agreed to this. Yeah. 
and there's this this brief little moment of like the guy like running around uh Salacion city and just being like the rival and just being like hey why aren't you respecting me as your apprentice pay attention to me pay attention to me and the guy's like what are you doing here and then it's like oh wait there's a bomb going off in the safari zone just <laughs> team galactus go check go chase after that guy yeah like at one point your rival says to the the gym leader what am i chopped liver i was like whoa <laughs> um it's, but so, like, it's no, so interesting they rewrote it isn't yeah. it yeah it is really fascinating and they've added the character of looker that we spoke about last week and um and uh charon who's one of the galactic things seems like they added him uh he was only there once at the valley windworks but knowing knowing these enjoying these small changes as much as i am really really just little little neat little just small ones enjoying them as much as i do and knowing the the meat of the different content is coming and is much bigger and much grander and much more effective i'm very much looking forward to getting to spear pillar and and mount coronet and all of the 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 space dimension time stuff that they pull off in platinum mm. uh, yeah it's been really really fun i uh i also i've been having trouble with my team because <laughs> i like i haven't decided on who to run yet i also needed to mod my rom to get what i wanted to do so last week i was telling you that i i i was i had a haunter i had a ghastly and a haunter and i, and I wanted to keep them with me but i can't evolve haunter to gengar without trading them nope and the way i'm running platinum i can't trade with anyone and so I was like, how do I do this? And everyone's like, is there any way to do it? And I looked it up online and I was like, nope. <laughs> so I'm like, oh shit. But what you can do, if you go to the universal Pokemon randomizer tool, that works for like gens one through five, I think. And you put the you put a ROM in there and that lets you run a randomizer through it. So you get random whatever. You change all the settings. I only changed one setting, which is to uh, make impossible evolutions possible. And so it means that Instead of needing to trade a uh, uh, a magma with the particular hold item to get um, fucking the bigger magma that they introduced in that generation, um, bigger magma, yeah, bigger magma, magmara. Yeah. <laughs> um, instead of needing to trade, now you just need to level that Pokemon up, holding that item. And now I, I got my Gengar earlier today by leveling it up just past a certain point. So it's a bit arbitrary what each of the ones are, but it's good. It gives you the option. Yeah. It means I could have a Machoke or an Alakazam if I wanted. Yeah. As um, someone who brought a Kadabra to the end of the game, I was like, yeah. oh, I just wish it was an Alakazam. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, like it's it's good. I'm glad I've I've done that much. I honestly hadn't confirmed whether I'd done it right until I evolved Gengar today. Right. Um, yeah. There there'd been no other way for me to figure it out, and all of and that's the lowest evolution threshold. Yeah. And so like I just had to wait till I was like level 37, <laughs> which is a decent way through the game. Yeah. But yeah. what's what that's meant is with me like not choosing my party right is that I've kind of been splitting out a lot of my experience points. I haven't been focusing it on like two or three people because I know there's more coming later, which means that I'm like the most at level that I've ever been in this generation of game. So I'm not breezing through with a couple of Pokemon that are like way over leveled. Like, like my starter isn't even at its third evolution yet. It's close, but um, 
And what that means is I'm spending the most amount of time. I feel like I'm playing this Pokemon game the way Game Freak intended people to play Pokemon games when they're not already so familiar with it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm catching a bunch of the Pokemon, which means I'm getting less experience because you don't get experience for that. You just get the Pokemon. I'm spending just more time with um, experience share on. it, And so it means I'm at 18 hours and I've only got five badges. I know there's so much more game left and it's just taking so long, but I'm having a really good time. Yeah, and, and five badges is when you start to do the end of the story. Well, yeah, or, well, any of the story, really. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, you, you see galactic stuff as you go, but, yeah, uh, it's when it really starts to pop off. Yeah. And they stop, like, teasing you with little bits here and there. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm so excited. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited to get to the end of the game and get some of the legendaries and... Yeah. It's all, it's, it's all very good. Oh, and you're going to be able to do all the events. I am going to be able to do all the events. Oh, with I'm the, jealous. With the... With the cheats, <laughs> I, I I remember doing all those. They were they were really cool. Oh, did you do them legit? At, no, at no, 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 no. I I did them. I did them illegit. Illegit, yes. After the fact. Yeah, I I am excited for that. I also accidentally just downloaded an Arceus. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, you said they just gave me a level one hundred Arceus because I accidentally um uh turned that cheat on. I was like, whoops. <laughs> that's funny uh so he went straight to my box um but yeah I, i'm really enjoying the game it's what it's got a such a special soundtrack yeah and it's so well made the visuals are great i'm 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 absolutely loving it i, I and i had the weird feeling of playing arceus today to test out my repair of my um joy con that i did yesterday and uh and going back to that after having a reignited stronger familiarity for that generation than I got for Brilliant Diamond is awesome. The notes to the music, I think the music orchestration in that game is fucking top-notch. Such great references while also being true to that older, more um, traditional Japanese style that they have going throughout the whole game. It feels so cohesive and so enjoyable. Um, Yeah, as an Arceus fan, I'm enjoying Arceus more, (laughs) having played Platinum more. Right. (laughs) Uh, what do you reckon, Jer- Jeremy? Should we end it there, or yeah, I reckon. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week, everybody. Uh, let let us know if you were tempted to play any Pokemon games after we did our Pokemon ranking, because I sure was. I'd be I'd be interested to hear that from 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 you if you were. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. I know I said this last week, but we'll be back next week with our Resident Evil 4 review. And maybe wa- more Walmart cam, depending on maybe how it wa- goes. Maybe more Walmart cam. Nothing nothing has happened. We've been watching. I don't think even a single person has No, passed. not yet. I've been looking. So, you know, uh, we, we stick around in the post show. We are going to be watching more of the Walmart cam because <laughs> it's bizarrely engrossing. And it's only, what, must be 7 a.m. on in e- that. Every, every now and again, Kerry, I, I think about the Truman Show because I think it's a really <laughs> great movie. Um, oh, great movie, great concept, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and I think about that show a lot and I think about stuff in our, in our current capitalistic hellscape. I think about... Uh, that movie just makes me think of like year nine English. Well, yeah, like the same, but like I, I watched that movie before I just studied it in English, so I just okay. genuinely really like it. Yeah. Um 
I had to watch it across like three classes. Yeah, and and so <laughs> you know so, you, you go to you go to your art class and then you watch it the next day. So does everyone that I that I spoke to. Oh, someone just walked past. Someone just walked past. This is what I mean. So so I think about I think about that um I think about that that movie quite a lot and about how you know the immediate reaction is like oh I would not I would not watch the Truman Show. Right, like right. I, I oh, would, as a show, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was real, I would not. I am, I am better. And then, <laughs> and then you think about it, and like, you would definitely watch it. You fuck, yeah, you definitely would I don't watch know. it. I reckon it's the kind of thing that like my parents would watch, and then like you'd, you'd like watch it as you were growing up. But well, like that's what happened in the in the in the movie, right? Like there were there were people who grew up with Truman because yeah. Because he was on air for like twenty eight years or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you know, like there there have been things not dissimilar to the Truman Show. Um, like like Big, bro- Big Brother. Well, yeah, like like Big Brother the show, but like even things like there's um there was a website that that I used to that I used to visit um called oh, I've still got the bookmark somewhere in my bookmark mods, but it's it's definitely like the website doesn't work anymore. Uh, let's robot.tv, which was a website where you could watch robots that people had set up in their own homes, specifically that they had set up. Yeah. And you could control the robots via web commands and drive them around little pens they had made. When? How long ago was this? Oh, 2017. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I feel, I feel like I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Like, it goes in line with that, like, I enabled chat to interact with my um, Christmas lights kind of a thing. But but this is like, this was around for quite a while before that. And it was definitely just like a, like a hobbyist thing that never really yeah. picked up. Um, and it was cool. Cause I remember, I remember driving around someone's house via the remote control car that they had set up in their house and like playing with their cat. And it was like, that was so fucking cool. I was just, yeah. Yeah, I could just do that in their house. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, and definitely really like strange and odd. But that could just be a thing that exists. <laughs> you would definitely watch the Truman Show. You would watch the Truman Show. I don't think I would. You would. You, Honestly, you think- I don't think I would. I think I'd feel really weird. Knowing that the person inside doesn't know man i couldn't do it you think you wouldn't but you would there would be things like you would you would tune in for the 21st birthday the the funeral like you know the death of the father no it's man. all it's, too it's, icky. It's, it's too icky it's too icky that's the point it's too ethically foul that's the point you would still watch it no cuz i'm saying it's too much for me it's it's past the point of of like morbid curiosity it's just bad it is bad I'd I'd be Uma Thurman. Right. Right. Sending in letters, holding placards. I love the the flashback scenes in that movie when it's still the actors who are like in, in their current age, which is like early thirties. Yeah. And they're meant to play like nineteen year olds. Oh right. <laughs> and, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. they put like over... When it's the the literal earth actors yeah, yeah 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 and like they have to like and so they put like backwards hat and like and you know baggy baggy shirt on like yeah. on 35 year old male <laughs> yeah <laughs> on midlife crisis man that yeah. they hired yeah to play a man 
pretending to be a midlife crisis man. Yeah. Oh. Well, with that with that Truman tangent out of the way. <laughs> uh, if you want to be around for the next Truman Show tangent on the Minimap cast, uh, be sure to follow us on all of our socials. That's at Minimap AU. Uh, you can follow us individually as well. Uh, we're on Twitter. You can find uh, Jeremy on Twitter. Where, Jeremy? Uh, at The Truman Show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yep. And you can find me at KJ Palmer underscore 24. Um, if you don't like Twitter, I don't blame you. I don't know if I'm going to last that much longer on Twitter, honestly, but it, until something else comes around. Uh there's a they really make it awful to use there's i believe there's a comedian named bill oakley um uh has changed his uh twitter profile picture and name and and bio and everything to the new york times because he currently has a blue check mark whereas the new york times does not (laughs) (laughs) things things are going well over there on the marketplace of ideas (laughs) that's very very funny yep uh, also, you can head to minimap.com.au for absolutely anything else minimap related, including uh, the Minidisc podcast and the latest article we just published, like uh, Jeremy's Dredge review. Uh, for those of you live with us on Twitch, stick around. The Walmart cam is about to go full screen on our stream so we can watch it all together. Uh, for those of you listening later, make sure to give us those oh so tasty five star ratings. It helps out a lot. And uh, consider joining us next week for the live show. There might even be a Walmart cam. No promises, though. <laughs> Uh, lastly, if you wanted, you could also support us on Patreon if you want to help keep the lights and mics on. You can do that by heading on over to uh, min- patreon.com slash minimapau and for five Australian dollars, you'll get 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the Minimap cast, as well as some more benefits all while helping us out greatly. We're going to go now. I'm going to play more Pokemon this week. We're going to going to play more Resident Evil and we'll be back with our Resident Evil 4 review next week. I'm going to play Walmart. Wal- game, everyone. I'm going to play Walmart. Walmart.